Chapter 1 The Kitten The kitten rubbed against Roger West's legs in the darkness, making him jump and switch on his torch. In the light, two large eyes glowed. Then it stretched and disappeared. Roger continued his brisk walk, heels ringing on the pavement, until the white blur of a painted gatepost showed in starlit darkness. He turned into the gateway, taking out his keys and inserting one by sense of touch. He stepped into the dark hall, kicked against something which shouldn't be there, and went sprawling. The torch shot from his hand and fell on the carpet, the keys rattled, and as he flung out his hand to save himself, he touched the top of an umbrella stand. That crashed too. A stream of light came from a door on the right of the small square hall. Outlined against it was a woman with dishevelled hair. She wore a dark blue dressing gown which covered her feet except for the points of red slippers. She stared at Roger accusingly. Hello, darling, he said. Not in bed. Just as well, said darling. What have you been up to? Roger stood up gingerly. I think I've brought you a present, he said. So I should think it's quarter to one. Where is it? That's what I'm wondering, sighed Roger, peering about the semi-darkness. What's that just behind you? His wife refused to look behind her. I knew you had all the other faults, but I thought you could hold your beer, she said. Stop joking. Then suddenly she swung round. What's that? Something touched my leg. I know it did. I warned you, said Roger. I know it touched mine, and I knew it meant trouble. Keep quite still now. Don't move. He pulled the skirt of the dressing gown up slowly, and a dark grey shape flew towards a chair. A plaintive meow followed. A cat! exclaimed Janet West. Why on earth did you bring a cat home? Kitten, corrected Roger, and it brought me. Puss, puss, come and let's have a look at you. He bent down on one knee and peered beneath the chair. Scared out of its life, he remarked, standing up. What happens now? A saucer of milk? We've hardly got enough for morning tea. We could open a tin. Sweetheart, did I tell you that you have the most adorable nose? Did I ever tell you that you have the most deplorable nerve? Janet looked round at the sound of another meow. I wouldn't mind a cup of tea, she admitted. Roger filled the kettle while Janet poured milk into a saucer and put it as near the kitten's nose as it would permit. It examined the milk suspiciously and began to lap. It's famished, declared Roger. Janet carried the tea tray into the lounge, where a few embers glowed in a tiled grate. The kitten followed, arching its back, and then curling itself into a ball near the fire. The kitten at home, remarked Roger. What should we call it? I don't say I wouldn't like a kitten, Janet admitted, pouring tea, but someone will come looking for it in the morning. Did you really fall over it? Certainly not, said Roger. I was drunk. My wife told me so. Ah, a cup of tea's good. I had a snack at Mark's, he went on, but that was just after seven. We got stuck into this blasted Prendergast job then, and I didn't realise it was so late. Before long, I'm going to rule bachelor friends off your calling list, said Janet. Mark can go to bed and get up when he wants to. But you haven't time to spend chasing after imaginary crimes. I wish Mark had never put the idea into your head. 
Why shouldn't three people die in the same family within six months? Just because you don't like Prendergast's taste in trousers, that doesn't make him a triple murderer. Only you and Mark ever think about it. And if the whole of Scotland Yard is satisfied, I don't see why its youngest chief inspector shouldn't be. All of Scotland Yard except me, mused Roger. I wonder what it is to be a policeman. He eyed the kitten thoughtfully and lit a cigarette. You're right in one thing, sweet. I don't like Claude Prendergast's trousers, and she's too overpowering. Now they've inherited the money, she'll start buying stables, and he'll invest in a Rolls Royce. You're much too bright for one o'clock in the morning, said Janet, stifling a yawn. I must go to bed. Shut that thing in the kitchen first, Roger urged. When Janet had gone,